All right, good morning, Central Church. Happy New Year. It is January 1. We are excited to start a brand new year. Um, I hope you've had a good week. Um, I hope you're ready to, to uh, listen and hear what God might be saying to us uh, as we begin a brand new year. Let's pray together. Uh, God, thank you for uh, this day. Thank you for your love and goodness in our lives. Thank you, uh, Father, that you have a plan for us uh, that we want to see fulfilled uh, in, and, in and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, today for all those that are listening, I just pray, Lord, they have ears to hear uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I wanted to preach a message on New Year's Day about what God is saying to Central Church. Uh, the problem is, I don't know, always know if, if what I'm saying is what God's saying and maybe just what I'm feeling. So this is definitely what I'm feeling. Um, maybe God's saying it, maybe God isn't saying it, but I trust that God will speak to you through what I'm going to share with you this morning as we begin a brand new year. The title of my message this morning is Don't Complain, Offer Hope. Don't complain, offer hope. If I was to ask you to put two lists together, uh, the first list would be five things that are going right in your life. The second list would be five things that are going wrong in your life. Which list would be easier to fill? Which, which list would you finish first? I, I bet it would be the list of things that are going wrong. And that's because I think we have a, a disposition toward what's negative in our life. Um, complaining, in other words, is natural to us. It, it, comes, it comes easy for us to complain about things in life. Did you know the Bible says that complaining, the Bible actually calls it grumbling, uh, that that's sin. Uh, grumbling in the Bible is sin. I'm not, I'm not talking about sharing your frustrations with God in prayer or your, your pain or your sorrow. I mean, God wants us to do that. God wants us to be honest with him about our frustrations. He wants us to talk to him about the suffering and the pain in our life. What I'm talking about is complaining to other people about how bad your life is, complaining about the government, uh, complaining about the weather, uh, complaining about the moral decay in our, in our society. Um, because here's the reality. We, we can't complain about our life without complaining about the God who rules our life. Grumbling about life is grumbling about God. You can't really separate the two. So if you, if you complain about a restaurant, maybe you complain about its service uh, or you complain about its food, you're really not complaining about that waiter or waitress that didn't serve you well. You're really not complaining necessarily about that cook. Ultimately, what you're complaining about is the manager of the restaurant because the manager of the restaurant has the power and the authority to fire the server or to fire the cook and to make sure that you're getting the food and the service that you need. When you complain about your professional sports team, uh, you're not necessarily complaining about the players, although we do, uh, or, or the coach. <clears throat> Ultimately, you're complaining about the owner because the owner of the team has the authority to fire the coach and get a new one. He has the authority to get new players in on the team if he needs to in order to make the team better. So when we complain about our team, ultimately we're complaining about the owner of the team. When you complain about the church, your church, ultimately you're complaining about the pastor. 
because he has the authority to make sure that he has the right people in place and, and things are going as they should go. So ultimately, it's the one in leadership. And when we, when we grumble about life, uh, we're grumbling about God because God has the power uh, to work in our lives for good. And so when we don't think our life is going well, when we complain about our life, we're not just complaining about circumstances. Ultimately, ultimately we're complaining about God who has the power to change those circumstances. I was at our life group a few years ago. And after the meeting, I was, we were sitting there with the host couple and just talking about things. They're good friends of ours. And I just started complaining, <laughs> like big time, about the weather, complaining about the snow, complaining how, how stupid the wind is, complaining about the freezing temperatures, how I hated the ice in the driveway in the morning, the wind when I get out, all of that stuff complaining. And I got done with my rant and their 12-year-old their son was sitting there listening to me <laughs> and he goes, you know, you don't have to stay like you could you could move. You could you could leave any time you want. And he wasn't being a smart aleck. He was just being honest, like, dude, what's wrong? Like you, you have the power to control this and you don't really need to complain. He was right. Here's what he was saying. No one wants to be around people that complain all the time. He was saying complaining doesn't make you cool. It makes you annoying. He was saying you have the power to either change your circumstances by moving to an area where there wasn't snow and cold or by changing your attitude. So why don't you? <laughs> I, was, I was put in place, my place, by, by a 12-year-old uh, who said, you know, you don't have to stay here. Like, you're just complaining, but you could, you could actually do something about it. And, and if you're not going to change the, your circumstances, then change your attitude. It was almost like he was saying, you're a pastor. So don't complain. Offer us hope. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. Do, do you ever listen to the people around you, what they're saying? We live in a world of constant complaining. I, I call it chronic misery. Like, just listen to the people around you. How much positivity comes out of what they're saying, their circumstances in life versus their chronic misery and complaining? Because complaining is in the DNA of our culture. Complaining is part of the DNA of a fallen, sinful world. And I find myself, friends, I think you do too, slipping into the DNA of the world. But complaining is not in the DNA of Jesus. Um, the Christian life is about hope. Colossians 1.27 says this, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. What mystery? The mystery is Christ in you. Christ lives in you. That, that's this mystery of the gospel that, that God now makes his home inside of us. And he calls that the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. When Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, he meant you are the hope that life can taste good, that, that life can actually be enjoyable. You are salt that brings flavor to life. The way that you live is supposed to make those around you recognize and see that life has meaning. It's, it's flavorful. It's, it's enjoyable. Um, James says this in James chapter three. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. 
like complaining and being positive, grumbling and, 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 and saying good things shouldn't happen out of the same mouth. I mean, we should we should be those that where blessing pours out, not not cursing and complaining. Then he says, does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a, a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. OK, so what, what is James saying? You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. The, the spirit of God lives in you are the you are the light of the world. So that should be what comes out of you. Like it shouldn't be sweet water and bitter water. It shouldn't be blessing and cursing that come out of the same mouth. It should be offering hope, offering positive ways to live life instead of complaining and, and grumbling as you go through your day. Let me ask you this. Have you ever have you ever looked at the stars in a remote area where there's no natural light? Maybe you've been camping. Maybe you've been in the mountains and you look up in the sky and you look at the brilliance of the stars and you're like, wow, that's amazing. I've never seen anything like that before. Let me say that again. You're out in a remote area where the stars are brilliant because there's not a lot of natural light. And you look up there and you go, whoa, that's amazing. That's incredible. I've never seen anything like that before. Do you know what the Bible says that's like in Philippians? It says that's what people say about us when we don't complain, but we offer hope. We, we are like the stars in the sky that wow people, that, that people think are, are brilliant and amazing and, and are awestruck by that. Philippians chapter two, verses 14 to 16 says this. Do everything, do everything, do everything without grumbling or complaining so that you may become blameless and pure so that you may be children of God without fault. Listen, in a warped and crooked generation, then when you don't grumble and complain, then you will shine among them, among the people that, that live in your oikos, your relational world. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. You will stand out. Why? Because our, our culture has a propensity to be negative. Our, our fallen world is not positive by nature. It's natural to complain. But you will stand out among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life as you hold firmly to God's word and to God's plan for life. Holding firmly to the word of life is, is living in the hope that God provides. It's showing the world that living God's way gives life. OK, so so we become like stars in the sky that are brilliant and amazing when we don't complain. That sounds pretty simple to me, like we can stand out from the world when we offer hope instead of complaining. Friends, I don't I don't think the world is getting better. I think it's getting worse. God said it was going to be that way. So so the potential to complain is only going to rise, which means we have the potential to shine even brighter as the world gets darker. So so stop complaining and offer hope that I think that's what God is saying to the church. I think we're, we're, we're in what I call an Isaiah chapter five season in the world. Here's what it says in Isaiah five verses 20 and 21. What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil. 
that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever. That's the world we're living in. All of a sudden, people are saying darkness is light. Light is darkness. Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Things have been flipped in our world. Um, sweet things are now bitter. Bitter things are now sweet because people are, are clever in their own eyes. It's like a new renaissance period where all of a sudden man's wisdom is better than God's wisdom. And that's what they're living by. So many things are just wrong. I don't have to tell you that. You, you've noticed. It, it's so backwards. It's crazy. Did you ever think that you'd live in a world where you're seeing some of the things that you're seeing? But God said it would happen. And God said, this is our time to shine. So stop complaining and offer hope. So we can stand out like stars in a brilliant dark sky. We can stand out like light. Like Jesus said, you are the light of the world. So, so I have to catch myself and, and you're going to have to catch yourselves when, when you feel like you're slipping into the DNA of culture. You're slipping into that complaining mode in life. And we have to live in the DNA of Jesus, which is hope, not complaining and offering hope. Man, I, I find myself just so easily slipping into that. And I'm going to have to catch myself this year and say, wait a second, things are getting darker. God wants me to be the hope that the world needs, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. He wants me to be a difference maker in the lives of people around me. Let me re remind you of Colossians 1:27. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. If, if Jesus is in you, then hope is in you. The DNA of Jesus is in every spiritual cell in your body. You are the light of the world. So this year, 2023, let your light shine. I got a great letter as I, as I close this morning from a lady in the church that just started, her and her family just started attending in July. And four years ago, they were wounded deeply by a church and hadn't been back since. The only reason they came back was they have two small children, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, who kept begging them to take them to church. So finally they did. And they heard about Central from some mutual friends. And, the, and they came and they visited. And, and she said at that point in her life, the, the only thing that was keeping her from taking her life and ending her life was not wanting her kids to not have a mom. I mean, she was, she was medicating her pain with alcohol and drugs. She was miserable. She had no reason for living. She said she, she stepped onto our campus and, and immediately as people began to warmly uh, love and greet her, she said she felt like something was different. As she began to, to sit through the messages and sit through the worship, she said God began to awaken a, a new life inside of her. And, and uh, just a few months later, she says, now I have a sense of meaning and hope for my life. Friends, that's just a, a microcosm of the world. The, the people that are living in darkness with no meaning, no hope. And we are the church. We are the body of Jesus Christ. We are his disciples, his children. And we have this message of hope. And her life was totally turned around. She only knew darkness and death in the place she was living. But when she stepped into a realm where there were Christians offering hope, everything turned in her life. And that's the influence that you can have on your relational world as we begin a brand new year. So my encouragement is don't complain, 
but offer hope. Remember, like that 12-year-old told me, no one wants to be around people who complain. Complaining doesn't make you cool. It makes you annoying. You have the power to change through Christ if you want to. People need hope. Let Christ in you, the hope of glory, shine through your life. Let me close in prayer for us this morning. Lord, I I recognize for all of us that are listening that complaining is so easy and being positive and hopeful is, is, is difficult. But Lord, you said that we are the salt of the earth. That's our nature. You said we're the light of the world. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. So as we begin a new year, God, and the world gets darker, God, I pray that you would allow our lights to shine even brighter. That, Lord, you would help us to not complain, but offer hope. Even in personal crisis, even in personal pain, Lord, let us us take that to you. Let us talk to, to the things in our life that are not going well to you. And, Lord, then as we talk to those around us that don't know you, Let us offer hope to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Now join us just for one last closing song as we we worship Christ, our Savior.